0: listening to Hoboken Red Wings Radio. I am your host, Derek Puccini. Hello Hoboken. In this episode, we sit down with Hoboken High School's 2019-2020 Educational Support Professional of the Year, Ms. Patty Drumgoole. We get into how Ms. Drumgoole became a teacher and eventually developed her career in social work and her love for rescuing feral cats. Learn more about Miss Drumgoole in this episode. When you have a moment, please be so kind to subscribe, like, and share Hoboken Red Wings Radio. We would greatly appreciate it. Okay, now onto the episode with Miss Drumgoole. Hello, Hoboken. So I am here with Educational Support Professional of the Year for 2019-2020, Miss Patty Drumgoole. Um, And she is here with us. And basically the whole purpose of this interview is to have all of Hoboken and everyone everyone, everywhere else uh, get to know her a little bit. Uh, She has many years in the Hoboken School District. Um, but I'm going to kind of let her get into that and share a little bit information about her. How you doing, Miss Drumgul?
1: I'm great. Thank you, Mr. Puccini, for inviting me to your podcast. I'm very excited to be a part of it.
0: Uh, so, tell us a little bit about um, you know who you are, who you are, where you grew up, uh, okay, Personal background. Let it let us lead us into the life of Miss Drumgul.
1: So very exciting. Okay. Well, I have been um, employed in the Hoboken public school system for 28 years. I started as a special education teacher teaching a self-contained classroom in 1993. I was at Brand School back in the day with Mr. Spano. And then I moved over to Demarest Middle School and was there until, well, I guess for another nine or so years, I was in the classroom. And um, I what really-
0: you, Let me, what were you teaching? Uh- sure.
1: So I was a self-contained teacher. So I had anywhere between nine and 12 students in my classroom for the whole day. And I taught all subjects except for uh, specials. So my students went out for physical education and art and computer, but I taught math and language arts, social studies and science to my, my homeroom students. So I, I, being a self-contained teacher in the middle school, at that time it was fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth grade. I had students for multiple years in a row, so I really had the opportunity to get to know them quite well. Because of that, I also got to know their families really well. Um, And the way I ran my classroom, my parents knew that they were always invited, and so I often had parents in the classroom Um, And I too often went to visit my students in their homes. At the time, and I still feel this way, um, I was able to do a better job teaching when I partnered with the family, with the parents, um, or the guardian, or the grandmother, whoever the child was living with. And I, for me, that was instrumental in my students learning and being successful in school. I'm not really sure what led, why I I started doing that, um, but it just, that's how it happened and that's what I continued with. And then, um, you know, maybe five or six years into teaching, I started to think about my future and, you know, if I wanted to stay in the classroom for my entire career or think about getting out of the classroom and doing something else, either within the school system or not. So the natural progression for me was to um, become a a social worker. So I went back to school. Um, I went to NYU and I got my social work, my master's in social work, um, which really was i mean i didn't leave the classroom right away so i went i went part-time at night um for a couple of years and um i i started seeing that you know so much of what i was learning about the family unit and outreach um i was using in my classroom so it all kind of went hand in hand and the social work background around complemented um my teaching and my teaching experience complemented my my social work
0: so it was yeah. it was really it was really cool no that's uh you know speaking to that there's we kind of always ref- I at least I always do refer to like a triangle there's you know the student there's the teacher and then there's the family or the parents and you kind of by going and going into the homes and, and doing that and welcoming parents there definitely enclose that triangle because when you're missing one piece of that it, it's always difficult Um, What's your favorite part about working at Hoboken High School?
1: My favorite part about working at Hoboken High School, well, to tell you the truth, I was deathly afraid to move to the high school. When I was still in the classroom, I was asked if I wanted to teach at the high school. Of course I didn't want to leave my middle school students um, or the staff and the environment that I was in, but um, I I was also thinking, oh my god, there's no way I'd be so scared to like go there it seemed so big and um like as if i i wasn't going to be able to to adjust to it um but then a position opened up as a social worker on the child study team and back in the day if a position opened in the district and you didn't take it i mean it was unheard of that you didn't take it um it was like now or never and so I wound up getting that position um, as a school social worker on a child study team soon after I graduated, which I, I wasn't prepared to leave the classroom. I never thought I would leave the classroom only after nine, nine or 10 years of teaching, but that's how it unfolded. And um, I had no choice but to go to the high school at the time. So um, I started as a social worker at the high school. And um, the, the I, get, I really do believe that the thing that made it that easy for me or, or helped with the transition was that a lot of those students that I was working with or going to be working with at the high school um, were my former students that I had in the classroom. So I was familiar with them, I had relationships with them, I knew their families, um, so that was really ideal. Once at the high school, I mean I cannot imagine being anywhere else i i found i find that the students the, the, the student population being older they're they're more fun they're a, a bit more mature so it is a completely different kind of interaction they're less, less needy and um, you, you start to form like a kind of like a a somewhat of an adult relationship with them, which is which is super cool for me. So I yeah. I really do love the the age group that I work with at the high school.
0: Yeah, that's great. I uh, you know what I agree with you. I was someone that uh, came from the elementary school. I worked all the way from K to twelve. That uh, they definitely have that benefit at working at the high school. Um, what went through your head when you realized you were Educational Support Professional of the Year?
1: I was really surprised. I wasn't expecting to get it. Um, I remember being nominated you know as a teacher I, I don't know I just I, I, I was I was really surprised was and surprised and grateful yeah. um, I was grateful to be to be recognized and to um, be appreciated for my efforts and my time and dedication to to not only the school but the district for so long. While I say I gave so much to the school system and my and my students and families, they have given me so much more. Spending a 28-year career um, in one place nowadays, I feel like you don't you don't really hear that. Um, people no. bounce around more, um, but but I. I couldn't imagine being anywhere else, and I'm grateful for the career that I've had and the experiences I've had, and the friendships I've made. Um, so it was really, um, I was really grateful to be to be recognized.
0: Um, all right, so now we're going to move a little bit away from you know the professional Miss goal and more towards the personal Miss and know you a little bit. Um, I know you are an animal lover, especially when it comes to cats. Uh, yes. That run fundraisers, you foster them. Tell us more about your work with the felines.
1: Okay. So growing up, we were a dog family. We, I did not like cats. I was afraid of cats. If my friends had a cat, I did not pet the cat. Um, they scared me and some, they even kind of grossed me out a little bit. But when I, in my twenties, my sister out of the blue decided to adopt a kitten. And within two or three years after she got a kitten, all of us in my family wound up with kittens also. Um, And uh, my first cat was Bailey, and he was a little Persian, a white little fluffy Persian, uh, who I got at a breeder. Um, And had I known then what I know now, I would not have done that. Um, I am very strongly against um, adopting and or buying purchasing um, purebreds. That's a personal opinion. I, I feel like there are so many animals that loving, amazing, incredible animals in shelters that need homes um, that don't that are not given um, a shot but that's a personal um, opinion of mine. But what I do is then just share how I feel and try to educate people about it and encourage them to be open to adopting as opposed to purchasing. But I got involved. Um, in Cat Rescue because at the time, I was living in North Bergen and I saw outside of my window um, a colony, a feral cat colony. And there were all these cats that are living outdoors in the winter and the rain and the snow. And I started doing research and I found um, an organization in New York City who who trained people in um, trapping feral cats and getting them fixed. Vaccinated and then returning them to their location where I trapped them and managing the colony. So I got, um, I went for the training and um, really the rest is history. I just jumped right in and I became like, I mean, if you Google cat rescue or, or trapping feral cats the, the acronym is um, TNR trap new to return you my name will definitely pop up so um, I did a ton a ton of TNR work in Hoboken and um, that's you know from there I did some fundraisers with um, a bunch of other fellow cat um, or, or animal lovers and um, I spoke with the Girl Scouts um, about it and it's just developed from there yeah
0: from yeah you're yeah, if anyone spends about a, at least a day with you they know your your love for cats um yeah cats uh what are some things you like doing in your free time
1: so a lot of people do not know this about me but on some level i'm a a country bumpkin. i love the country um we had a country house growing up um that we lived in In for um, a short amount of time but we still always had the farm and we spent a lot of time in summers and winters um, and I I love 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 farm animals and I'm an avid horseback rider so I I don't do it enough I haven't ridden in too long of a time but um, that is the first thing I'm going to do when I retire is Probably move to or get a small little farm with some horses and and, um, and spend my life that way. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh,
0: I didn't know that about you either. Uh, so next we're going to move to, I guess, some, I call it rapid fire questions. Okay. So the next couple things are just kind of like your favorite. So favorite color. Orange. Favorite ice cream flavor. Coffee. Favorite food. Pasta. Favorite TV show?
1: Oh, boy. I'm not a huge TV person. Um, but I guess...
0: Your I mean, favorite I, I TV love- show of, like, all time. So even if it's not airing. I,
1: pro- I have to say Friends.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite movie?
1: Go grease lightning, you burn up the phone. Uh, <laughs> <crazy. laughs> okay. I love Grease. I still do at this age.
0: All right. Um, these are no longer favorites, but they're just kind of, like, just general... Uh, questions what was the last gift you gave somebody
1: um a subscription to a magazine
0: okay when you were a kid what did you want to be when you grew up
1: either a teacher or a veterinarian
0: okay name something name something you are not very good at math all right next there are a couple of would you rather questions So would you go in the past and meet your ancestors or go into the future and meet your great-great-grandchildren?
1: Oh, the past, definitely. Um, I love history, and if I can go back in time, I would. Plus, I don't have children of my own, so there will be no future grandchildren.
0: Okay. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? That's a really good question.
1: I guess twice as long because I, I mean, I have everything that I, I need right now.
0: Okay. And last question. Would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds?
1: Oh, teleport anywhere. Cause I love to travel.
0: All right. I mean, that pretty much wraps it up, um, for the interview, unless there's anything else you'd like to say or anything, anything you'd like to add.
1: Um now I just uh, want to thank you again for having me. Um and I'm happy to share um a little bit more about my life and um I'm grateful to the Hoboken public school system for an amazing career.
0: All right, Ms. Schrumgo, thank you very mu- much for being on the podcast. Uh we greatly appreciate it. Um thank you. Have a good rest of your day.
1: You also. Thanks. All
0: right. All right. Bye-bye.